Good morning. I'm Arjun Singh from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, March 26th. In today's news, Georgia's governor signs into law a sweeping voting reform bill. And multiple Republican Senate candidates gear up for the 2022 elections. But first, the big idea. President Biden has long considered himself a Senate guy, so much so that on the campaign trail, it was his experience working with Congress's upper chamber that he emphasized almost as much, if not more, than his time serving as vice president. But despite the veneration Biden has for the institution, now that he inhabits the Oval Office, he's beginning to reconsider his former home. A firm believer in bipartisanship, Biden entered office pledging to reach across the aisle. But more than two months into the job, he's finding himself frustrated with the same partisan gridlock that has frustrated many presidents before him. My colleague John Wagner reports that at his first press conference, the president said he agrees with former President Barack Obama that the filibuster is a relic of the Jim Crow era. And while he stopped short of calling for the abolition of the legislative tool that effectively requires most pieces of legislation to require 60 Senate votes, he doubled down on his previous support for reforming it. It was a stark difference to the Biden who was portrayed on the campaign trail by his opponents as a creature of a bygone era of institutionalism. And the president didn't stop there. Not mincing his words, Biden said that efforts by Republican-led legislatures across the nation to restrict voting rights were flat-out un-American. And he took shots at former President Donald Trump, even joking that there might not be a Republican Party to run against him in the 2024 presidential election. But while President Biden may be showing a new side now that he inhabits the Oval Office, his administration is facing challenges that they cannot readily dismiss as obstacles created by his predecessor or the Republican Party. On Thursday, Biden had harsh words for Chinese leader Xi Jinping, who he said didn't have a, quote, Democratic with a small D bone in his body, and pledged that his administration would call out China's human rights violations. Yet, despite the rhetoric, Biden will still need to reckon with the strong influence China has on the American economy and its necessary role in combating climate change on a global level. And when it came to dealing with the growing flow of migrants across the southern border, the president defended his policies and dismissed criticism that his administration's messaging is encouraging migrants to send their children on dangerous journeys alone to the U.S. Then there's the war in Afghanistan. A senator when it started, Biden vowed to end, quote, forever wars. But as the Post and Guerin reports, on Thursday, the president said that while he did not think troops would be in Afghanistan next year, he was unsure if he would remove them by May 1st, a deadline set by his predecessor in negotiations with the Taliban. Those situations are all coming amid the backdrop of the president trying to pass another multi-trillion dollar spending bill through Congress, which will once again put him at odds with many of the Republicans he once served with when he was a Senate guy. And that's the big idea. Here are two other stories that should be on your radar. Number one. On Thursday, Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp signed a sweeping bill that advocates say will shore up confidence in the state's elections, but critics have countered will lead to partisan control of elections, long lines, and difficulties for voters who try and vote by mail. The Post's Amy Gardner and Amy B. Wang report that the bill would impose new identification requirements to vote by mail, curtail the use of ballot drop boxes, 
and make it a crime for third-party groups to hand out food and water to voters standing in line, among other measures. The bill also strips authority from Georgia's Secretary of State and allows lawmakers to initiate takeovers of local election boards. Measures that critics said could allow partisan appointees to slow down or block election certification or target heavily Democratic jurisdictions, many of which are in the Atlanta area and are home to the state's highest concentrations of black and brown voters. In 43 states, Republican lawmakers have proposed at least 250 laws that would limit when and how someone can vote, according to data compiled as of February 19th by the Brennan Center for Justice. Even more proposals have been introduced since then. In Georgia, Democrats and voting rights advocates assail the bill and accuse lawmakers of simply trying to make it more difficult to vote. But several Republicans defended it and said it was necessary to restore confidence in the state's elections. Number two. While much of the nation is still focused on what happened in the 2020 presidential election, across the country, Republican Senate hopefuls are gearing up to take back the Senate in 2022. My colleague Mike DeBonis reports that more than a year ahead of state primaries, some hardline conservative candidates are plotting to take over seats being vacated by retiring lawmakers. In Alabama, Missouri, and Ohio, staunchly conservative pro-Trump candidates are preparing to shake up Republican races that have yet to form up. And that could just be the beginning. The early entrance of so many pro-Trump candidates could pose a challenge for establishment Republicans who are dealing with the party's internal strife between those who support former President Trump and those who don't. In interviews last month, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said his primary concern is whether Republicans will be able to defeat Democrats in 2022 and take back control of the Senate. Trump, meanwhile, has said McConnell is part of the problem and said last month that he would back primary challenges, quote, were necessary and appropriate, setting up a power struggle between the former president and one of the most influential Republicans in Washington. Several GOP operatives have said that they're concerned over the emerging crop of candidates, but still think the field of 2022 contenders is manageable. But while Alabama, Missouri, and Ohio are friendly territory for Republicans, the picture is less clear in swing states like Pennsylvania and North Carolina, where longtime Republican senators Pat Toomey and Richard Burr will leave vacant seats. It's left Democrats eyeing the landscape and hoping the GOP's infighting will be enough to strengthen their razor-thin Senate majority. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, March 26th. I'm Arjun Singh. Thanks for listening. <laughs>